Welcome to Tapping Into Life. I'm your host, Brenda Holder, and I am so grateful and excited to be here with you and share this time and energy. And I really look forward to going on this journey. A little bit about myself. I've been married for over 24 years to a great guy named Brian, who has been my rock, especially through a lot of the challenges that you're going to hear about in this episode. We've had our ups and downs, but he's definitely my rock. We have two amazing boys that are young men, and it's so inspiring to watch them navigate this world with such grace and love. I've been a counselor, I'm a tapping practitioner, an intuitive energy healer, but I think what I want you to know most about me is that I am a human being. I'm navigating the world just like everybody else, going through the ups and downs, supporting myself with part the parts of me that are, you know, just trying to figure it all out as well, and doing it with love, grace, and kindness. And that's really what this podcast is about. It's about connecting ourselves back to our true authentic selves, creating that space to be real and vulnerable, and having the tools in our toolbox that we can support ourselves. So I welcome you to grab a cup of tea, coffee, a latte, whatever fills your heart. And let's sit back. Let's take some time for ourselves. You deserve it. And let's tap into life. Now on to the episode. Welcome to Tapping Into Life. This is the first episode, which is called How It All Began. And I'm excited to share with you my journey of tapping into life. And one of the things I want to share is, as I'm getting ready to create this podcast, over the last few days, I thought at first I was coming down with a cold. So I was like, oh no, I may have to reschedule. And I went for a walk and I was doing like a meditative type of thing. And I checked in with myself, my body, and it turned out that I had some resistance showing up. And this was a part of me that was not sure if it was fully on board with this whole idea of doing a podcast and putting ourselves out here. And so I took the time to check in with this part of me and just have a little conversation. This isn't something I used to do, and it has been a significant game changer in my life. I used to avoid these types of feelings, and I will show you how how I did that through the course of my life. But basically, when I have those more discomforting feelings show up, I actually embrace it. I get excited. I want to connect to those feelings. I want them to feel seen. I want them to feel heard. And so it was a great opportunity to really kind of connect with this part of me that was still really not sure about this whole idea of putting ourselves out there. And so by having that connection, connecting to that part, it really helped to settle the system down so that I can be here as my true self. 
So how did I get to this point where I'm able to connect to these parts of myself? Well, it's been a journey, that's for sure. It started off when I was a little girl, I always wanted to be of service, and I thought about being a nurse. But as it turns out, I don't really have the stomach for that kind of thing. So I looked for another option, and I got into counseling. I was a child and youth counselor for over 20 years. I worked in various settings. I I really loved working in the school setting. I worked in special ed. I worked in the school board. I also worked in treatment centers. That's what they, they were referred to back in those days. But I worked for a lot of children's mental health agencies, and it was truly my passion. I knew what it was like to struggle, especially in the school setting, and not feel uh, understood, feeling like you were an outcast. And so I was wanting to help make it a little easier for, for the young people. I know life can often be challenging as it is. And when you've got some learning challenges on top of it, it just makes it feel even harder. So as I'm doing this work, I'm, I've got lots of energy. I'm like loving it. I mean, obviously there's good days and bad days, but for the most part, I was really loving it. In 2001, I got pregnant and had my first son. Uh, such a blessing. He was such a beautiful baby, just so calm. And uh, at the time, I didn't realize anything about energy. But now as I've learned that I was sharing some of that calm energy, which helped. He was a great sleeper, a great eater. So it was a really, really great first experience being a mom. Just before I'm about to go back to work after being on maternity leave, I started getting back into the gym, started working out, and I was experiencing some knots, which felt like muscle knots in my calf. So I started going for physio and I went to a chiropractor and they were like, yeah, you're okay. Everything's good. You're just getting your body back into shape, you know, from having a baby. But there was something that just didn't feel right for me. And I was like, I don't know. I think there's something more going on. But at that time, I didn't have the self-esteem and the self-worth that I have now. And I just kind of accepted that answer. And so probably a month or two later, I was going to the gym and on my way out. And I got this like sharp, intense pain through my left leg that I collapsed to the floor. I've never, I never had that pain before. Thankfully, I've never had that pain again. But it turned out I had a herinated disc, the lower left side of my back. And I found it interesting at the time, I obviously didn't know a lot about my body, is that that was no pain in my back, but it was all in my leg, which was the nerves. I had this inflammation around my disc that was pressing on the nerves. So as you can imagine, I had this beautiful, active little boy who was now walking, 
running, jumping, and I was crawling on my hands and knees. So needless to say, it was a challenging time. Thankfully, we had some support. Lots of family stepped in to take care of my son, Marcus. But for myself, it was an extremely lonely, very sad time. I felt very guilty. I definitely had shame. And I didn't know how to handle those feelings. So I just pushed them down. I just tried to not feel them. Three months and I then was eligible to have a very small and successful surgery, which removed that inflammation. Thankfully, my back has been great. I'm very mindful of taking care of my core and my back. But I went back into go, go, go. Busy, busy, busy. Um, did did take, take a trip with my husband and you know, had some downtime, but really got back, you know, into just that busy go, go, go uh, type of lifestyle. And it wasn't very long before I was pregnant again with our second son, which again was just truly a blessing. And again, just another wonderful, easygoing baby. And I started to, you know, go back to work. And now life was even busier. So if you're a parent, and you've got children, you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. And I didn't even realize that I was functioning at like a high intensity, uh, working in mental health, and then coming home or regardless of the job you're doing. But when you're in a service type of job, you often are coming home feeling quite depleted. And then you've got these little people that are needing needing your attention. It was off, often very challenging. So I kept that pace for quite a, quite a few years, actually, until I started dealing with ongoing abdominal pain. And I would end up in the eMERGE of various hospitals sort of month after month. It got so severe that I actually had to stop working because I couldn't predict when I was going to have an episode, how long it was going to last. And it took over six months for me to get a, a proper diagnosis. Finally, I got diagnosed with endometriosis. And the unfortunate thing with, with these type of diagnoses is that they often say there's no cure, that this is kind of how it's going to be. You know, it could get worse. It might get a little easier. But, um, you know, you may have to take medication. And then obviously there's another option of, of having surgery. So I was, I think, starting to become a little more aware of what's going on in my body. I really wanted to avoid surgery if I could. And I was noticing at this time that I was pretty angry. I felt like this was being done to me. I was very disconnected to my body and my feelings. Yet I was working in mental health. We didn't really have the space 
to work on our own mental health. It wasn't really something that was talked about or encouraged. So as I'm dealing with my own mental health and somebody that was always wanting to be helpful, always sort of extending myself to help others, it was difficult for me to really want help myself. And I just thought people might just, you know, jump in and help. That's not really how it works. Often people need to know that you need you you want help, that you're open to it. And I really struggled with that until till one day. I was really in a dark place. Um, I was really noticing how negative I was talking about myself and really feeling like, is there any point, any point in being here, especially if I don't even know if I'm ever going to be well again. And when you're in this dark place, you know, you may not realize how far this hole you're going and you don't know that there is actually a light at the other end of this tunnel. You're so far into it, you can't even see the light. And that's where I was, to the point where I had serious consideration of suicide. I couldn't even imagine going on. And, you know, I felt like my boys had a lot of support. They were well looked after, and they would be okay. So as I say this in this moment, I, you know, it's, it's, a it's a tough one to swallow because I'm so grateful that's not the case. And there was definitely a part of me, I didn't really know about this parts of me at this, at that particular time, but really became aware that this isn't really what I want. I just don't know what else to do. And I think that's often true for a lot of us, is we don't know how to change the situation we're in. And so we just keep doing what we're doing, even though we know it isn't helpful. So there was one day in particular where I was watching TV, feeling kind of sorry for myself, and Oprah was on. She had a guest, and her name was Louise Hay. Now, if you haven't heard of Louise, I'm going to put her book in the show notes. You're going to want to check out Louise. I think a lot of people have heard of Louise Hay. Um, She has passed on, but she is a legend. She was really my first exposure to understanding that there's something more than just ourselves, that there's a whole universe, that there is support, spiritual support, that can actually help us, that wants to help us. And so I was there listening. I actually was very interested in the conversation. And it sort of hit home because they were talking, Louise was talking about, you know, what we think about, whether it's positive or negative, is going to come back to us. I was like, oh my goodness, like all I'm doing is sitting here thinking about how sick I am. Anyone that's calling me, I'm talking about how sick I am. And I'm just repeating that negative energy. 
So they were talking about her book, How You Can Heal Your Life. And I was like, okay, this is a sign. I have to go get this book. And so I headed out to chapters and I thought, oh, where am I going to find this book? And as soon as I walked into the store, there was the book. I was like, oh my gosh, I was meant to find this book. And the amazing thing about this is that it it just got better from there. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to, what if I got to lose? I'm going to try to change the way I'm thinking, the way I'm feeling, and I'm going to look at things in a more positive way. And as soon as I started focusing on getting well, that same day, I kid you not, I get a phone call from a friend that, you know, I'd see or we'd talk once in a while. And she said, I went to see this, I think it's a naturopath. You got to go check him out. I think he might be able to help you. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is this is a blessing. So I was like, 100%, thank you so much. So I went to see this person. His waiting room was full of all people, all ages. And so I sat there with so much curiosity to see, is he going to be able to help me? What's going to happen? I've got nothing to lose. I had been through the, you know, the hospitals and it was very discouraging for the most part. So when I went to went in to have my my time with him, uh, I didn't have to take my clothes off. It was like, wow, this is really interesting. And he came over and put his hand over my lower abdomen and said, yeah, your left ovaries are really bad. And I hadn't at that point given him a lot of information. So I was like, wow, that's really interesting that he could pick up there was something not right. And so I said, yeah, the doctor's are suggesting I have a hysterectomy because it's, you know, probably not going to get any better. And he said, you know, no, that's not a good idea. And then he said to me, I can help you. And those words were like life-changing, truly, because that's what I was looking for. And I couldn't believe how quickly things were changing (laughs) from sitting on the couch, feeling sorry for myself to going out and getting the book. You can heal your life, reading it, looking at how my body and my mind are connected. And then I'm having this experience with a healer that can offer me healing that can help take care of this for me. I was like, wow. So I had probably about four healing sessions with this amazing healer named Marcos. Uh, Unfortunately, he has passed. Um, But I do have his partner as a healer. So, so grateful that I still have that type of support in my life. So this was really the beginning of me tapping into that mind, body, and soul connection. And the more that I did that, the more I started to see, oh, wow, like there are miracles. 
things were going along, you know, a lot better. I was uh, working, still working in, in the mental health field. And my boys were busy with sports and everything else that children like to do. And then I started to experience some really strange health conditions. I had no idea what was going on at the time. And unfortunately, my boys, they were probably around six and eight, and they experienced finding me unconscious. And this happened more than a few times. And when these situations happened, it often was um, a lot a lot of busyness was going on. Something may have happened, even an argument, and then I would be unconscious. At the time, I had no idea about my nervous system, about my brain. I thought it was my blood sugar. There could be a correlation for sure. But the many times that I went to the hospital, you know, they call an ambulance. Uh, I'd go to the hospital. They check my vitals. Thankfully, everything was okay. And they'd say, okay, like, you know, you can go home. And nothing really changed. And I was like, what is going on? Now, thankfully, I reached out to my healer, Marcos, and he was able to give me some support. But I was still having these situations come up, these flare-ups. And then it would change and it would become like I couldn't talk properly. So then we thought, oh, maybe I'm having a stroke. And while these things were all happening to my body, I realized that I was very disconnected from my my body, actually. And my body was trying to communicate with me. I was living in the fight or flight. I was living in the sympathetic. So I was always in a state of stress. And I think this is very common, especially when you're working full time, you're taking care of your family. But the other side of it was that my body was like reaching its limit. It was depleted. So I was going out to a job that required a lot of my energy. I was giving a lot of my energy away and I had no idea how to replenish it. I just kept giving out, giving out to when my body said, okay, that's it. We're done. We're, the tank is empty. Like there's nothing left. Uh, I spent some time in Sunnybrook. I spent some time in other hospitals and there was everything. Thankfully, I am so grateful, always turned out okay. I've had numerous MRIs on my brain, uh, on my, you know, I've been hooked up to cardio machines for my heart, you know, just what is going on? And during these different episodes, there was never a conversation about stress. You know, what's your stress level like? Is there, is everything okay going on at home? Are you, you know, what's your stress like in your job? I mean, I had, a, there were times where my job and my home life were extremely stressful. 
I was busy uh, sometimes working with families that were in crisis too. You know, going in, having to support families that were, you know, in in a crisis. And my body was also in a crisis. And nobody seemed to know how to have that conversation. Even when I saw a neurologist, uh, nobody was like, oh, okay, wait a second. Um, are you maybe anxious? Are you depressed? I think things have evolved a little bit, but again, there was no conversation about emotional regulation. I would say probably 10 years ago, I was, you know, scrolling through Facebook and I was, you know, just looking for, I guess, for some entertainment. And I came across uh, this video on tapping and it was the tapping solution had put out a video on tapping. And if you've heard of tapping, it's where, uh, or you haven't, it's where you're using your fingers to tap on your pressure points. And I was like, wow, this is, this is interesting. I got curious and I did some exploring, checked it out, tried it, did some, uh, tapping videos. I watched, um, liked, liked how it felt. I felt results right away. I felt uh, calmer in my body. And I tried it with my sons and I was like interested to see how quickly they responded to either feeling better if they had a stomach ache. Um, my, my younger son, he was doing a cross country uh, race and his heel was bothering him. So we did some tapping and we at first you know, we were trying this out. We we sort of tapped on like, okay, what's the problem? I had the tapping book, so we were reading, so reading up on it, and then we we focused. He felt like all the pain was gone. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So let's tap on what's the possibility, like what could happen. And so he thought, okay, I could, you know, maybe come in third. I said, well, what if you can win the race? And he's like, okay. Yeah, let's let's see. And so then we tapped on that and sure enough he won the race. So for me, I was like, okay, I've got to learn more about this tapping. Like this is amazing. And the the formal name at the time I didn't know but is emotional freedom techniques. And I was like, oh, what an interesting name. And I now I totally get it because you actually feel emotionally free when you start to release those heavy emotions that you've been carrying and boy was I stuffed with some heavy emotions so I ended up getting uh, I wanted to learn how to do tapping I I felt like I could you know share this with other people I had become a personal trainer and I thought wow this is this would be a great tool and I was interested to see when I was working with my clients oh you know they would be feeling really stiff they didn't feel like they had the energy how quickly that changed when we did a couple of rounds of tapping tapping on their pressure points and they're like oh my gosh like I don't have any aches or pains. I feel like I've got some energy. I've, let's do the workout. I was like, wow. So I became 
became a practitioner, I joined this amazing community called NEFTI. Um, the mentor, Nancy Forrester, shout out to the NEFTI community, has changed my life. Honestly, um, I wouldn't be sitting here on this podcast with you if I didn't have this amazing tool in my toolbox. And the beautiful thing about this tool and this community is that, you know, it was the first time that I actually felt seen. Uh, NEFTI, which stands for the National Emotional Freedom Techniques Training Institute, was just outside of uh, the Oshawa, Durham region, Toronto area. And that was exactly what I was looking for. And they had the training to become, you know, a practitioner. So I was like, okay, I've got to sign up. Like, I've got to make this happen. And I didn't realize that this actually was more for me than anything else. And I think a lot of the stuff now, as I move forward in my life, is more for me. I used to do it the other way around. I was always doing, 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 thinking it was going to be better for everybody else, that I was there to, you know, give, give, give. But as I've learned through the various health issues, the challenges I've had in life, they've actually been really huge blessings. I have really looked at things from, oh, wow, this is a teaching moment. These are the ways that I am slowly stepping back into life, tapping back into life. Now, the beautiful thing about tapping, there are so many aspects to tapping that I'm going to share with you in another episode. But for me, tapping was probably one of the first, and it is still my main tool I use for this, is to help me feel grounded in the moment. And I didn't realize that I didn't feel safe in my body. All of the different health issues and then previous trauma that I've had with my body, there was a lot of heavy emotions just regarding my body. And so it was no wonder that I was experiencing so many different health issues. The beautiful thing too about this tool tapping is that as I started to feel more comfortable in my body, I started to learn what it felt like to feel regulated. And then things really started to open up because going back to that fight or flight or freeze, you're in your sympathetic. You're either in hypo or hyper and your body is dumping cortisol. Your body can't heal. It needs to be in parasympathetic. And so I was like, wow, okay, I need to really slow things down. And so for me, I still have to catch myself even in this present day of slow it down, Brenda, you're, you're continuing to go in that, you know, high speed. Okay, there's got to be more here. The beautiful thing is I had a beautiful community, the Nefty community. I had uh, people that I had made connections with that I had a lot of support so I could really dive into this work. And 
this is something that's really been key in my healing journey is that tapping into life is is a process. It's one step at a time. And it's an ongoing process. But the beautiful thing about this too is that I was starting to understand my energy. I was starting to understand my body. I was starting to understand my mind. I was understanding my thoughts and how I can show up for myself. Now, the beautiful thing, and I mentioned this at the beginning, is about the parts. There are our feelings. We have all these different feeling parts. And then we also have our our younger child parts and our shadow parts. And what I love about doing this work is that while I'm doing this work, I have my tapping that helps my body to feel calm and regulated. When I'm saying a statement, I am safe, I can feel that throughout my body because my body feels safe. It's one thing to say something and it's another to actually feel it. And that's what, you know, tapping has really done for my life. It's a tool that I continually use as as well as I use breath work, um, connecting to the breath is key and I incorporate that with my tapping as well as journaling and connecting to spirit. Now I started to get really curious over the last I would say uh, three years about the universe and I started following Gabby Bernstein and uh, started reading her books. One of my favorites is The Universe Has Your Back and I was really intrigued by the universe is really there. And this is, you know, something that Louise Hay was talking about. But as I realize going through this journey, that we hear what we have the capacity for. It's not that I wasn't ready, or I guess, you know, in in regards, I wasn't ready to hear that information. But it's your system your your mind, your body, your soul has so much capacity. And if we're holding on to things, even if they're not serving us, we're still functioning in that same way. It's really hard to have space for new opportunities. So as I'm going through this tapping into life journey, I'm slowly releasing things that are no longer serving me. And believe me, it's not an easy journey. But I kept hearing over and over, just keep going, lean into the fear, lean into whatever is uncomfortable. Don't avoid it. And just like Louise says, is that when we contract, you know, we're shutting ourselves off. We're shutting ourselves off from what what gifts we have to offer. We're shutting ourselves off from who we're truly meant to be. We're shutting ourselves off from that creativity. And often at times, it's it's just fear. And the opposite of fear is love. So for me, it's, it's continually a journey of tapping into life. It's about being aware 
attuning to what's coming up, just like resentment was showing up, anxiety shows up, and it's okay to have these different feelings come up. It's okay to be unsure of how to handle them. That's why it's so important to have support and to know how to get support. And so for me, I was very fortunate to have a community. I was able to get the support so I could work through these things in a gentle and safe way. And the key for me has always been safety. You can't do anything unless your nervous system and your brain feel safe. So I thank you for joining me today. I look forward to exploring more opportunities to tap into life through our mind, body, and soul. And I welcome you to just ah, take a breath and just connect with yourself. Even after this podcast, maybe take a moment and reflect. How are you tapping into life for yourself? Take care. Be well. Thank you for joining me. I'm grateful to have this time with you. Tapping into life is something you would like to learn more about. If you'd like to go deeper in your own personal healing, then feel free to book a free discovery call with me at brendaholdercoaching.com. I will include the links in the show notes. If you like this episode, I appreciate you leaving a five-star review. And please share with anyone that could benefit. And don't forget to subscribe. I'm open to feedback. You can email me at info at brendaholdercoaching.com. And until next time, let's keep tapping into life. Take care.